Hey, welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearsons, and we're so delighted, honored to have you in the house today. A couple of weeks ago, we began a series on the broadcast. It's a series that we took from a message that we preached in Phoenix, Arizona, alongside Brother Andrew Womack and his meeting, the Gospel Truth Seminar there. Had an amazing time with them, an awesome time with their partners. And the Lord led us to preach a series of messages that were called Casting All Your Care. And this specific message that we're showing you now comes from a service entitled Cares That Choke the Word. And we want you to hear this. We talked about um, how casting your care is humility. We talked about how to hold on to the word that you've been given and not let Satan steal it. But on this broadcast today, we're going to talk about what needs to be set up over our hearts as a guard so that these cares don't get in you. Listen, the cares of this world, they come to you but they don't have to get in you. And on this broadcast today, you're gonna to find out how to keep them from getting inside. So let's go right now to this service. I know you'll be blessed. He said some seed fell on thorny ground. Mark chapter four, verse 18, these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word. You notice every one of these people heard the word. They're the ones who hear the word. But what happens? Verse 19. The cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desire or the lust of other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Do you notice the cares? He compared these things to thorns. The cares of the world, the worry. We established this this morning. What are, what are cares? This is you pacing the floor going, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? How am I going to fix this? How am I going to pay for this? How am I going to make this right? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And what you don't realize is that is just a bunch of stinking pride. Because all the pressure's on you. All the focus is on you. But you are not your savior. <laughs> Maybe you already knew that. You're not your healer. And you are not your own provider. Jesus identified these things as thorns. The thorns. You working for it. You striving for it. You sweating and toiling in an effort to deserve and earn. And he called them thorns. And he said they spring up and they choke the word. Interesting choice of words, I think. They choke the word. You look this word up and it literally means to suffocate or to drown or to press. It's the same word that got used talking about the crowd that pressed against Jesus the, the day that woman reached out and touched the hem of his garment. They thronged him. The exact same word translated here, choked. Isn't that interesting? What happens when someone or something is choked? Do I have any volunteers? Let me demonstrate this. <laughs> no. Well, you know what happens. You start cutting off that life flow, you start cutting off the air and very soon, this is important, that person is not able to say anything. 
Interesting to me that it also got translated as thronged and pressed. These are, these are words that indicate all, all ability to speak and all ability to move has been severely limited. And Jesus said, you working for it, you striving for it, you toiling for it, you earning it is a thorn. And you letting these cares enter in is choking the word. Here's the word of God sitting on your lap, sitting on your nightstand, sitting on the dashboard of your car. And within it is all the ability to save you, heal you, restore you, redeem you, recover you, replenish you prosper you, fix your family, fix your marriage, fix your job, get you a better job. All that power is right in there. But the cares of this world, not just the cares, the cares entering in are choking it. Can't say anything. If you can't say anything, Satan can keep the word of God powerless in somebody's life who won't speak it. Somebody who won't give voice to the word. Why? Because they're choking on their own cares. Entering in. Cares that have entered in. Notice it's not just the cares that choke the word. It's the cares that entered in. So to me, it stands to reason that our job is to what? Resist. Keep them from getting in. Has this logical sense to anybody else? How do we keep them from getting in? Put Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 on the screen for us. Sounds like what we need is a guard. What do you think? Maybe a guard that would stand right there at the door. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Let's put that on the screen. Be anxious for how much? Unless, of course, it comes to your family, then that's understandable. No? What's it say? Be anxious for how much? Well, unless, obviously, if it has to do with your finances, then you really just can't help that. Be anxious for how much? Nothing. Nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Next verse, verse 7. And the peace of God. Now, wait a second. Look at me right here. Sarah, come. We're going to make a shift in this service right now. We are about to go from talking about peace to experiencing it. There needs to come a point in every time we gather around the Word that what we're talking about quits being our subject matter and starts becoming the atmosphere of the room. The peace of God. Somebody say the peace of God. Which surpasses all understanding when there's no rational reason for you to have any peace whatsoever. And there it is. The peace of God which passes all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. That's what peace will do. 
Peace will stand guard. You look these words up and it's literally a reference to a military garrison that has been stationed at a door to prevent a hostile invasion. That's in this word guard. And that's what the peace of God is present in our hearts and in our minds to do. To keep the cares of this world from entering in. They're coming. They are coming. Anxiety, stress, worry, all of it. It's coming and it's knocking on the door. But the peace of God is standing there. And if you will let the peace of God, it will stand guard over your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And it will absolutely prevent this hostile invasion of the enemy. But you don't have to let it. You have to let it. Jesus said, you let not your heart be troubled. You. You have something to do with this. You have something to say about this. Don't let it be troubled. The Weiss translation says, let not your heart continually be agitated. This is going to come as a big shock and revelation to you. You ready? You don't have to be upset. You don't have to be. You don't have to let things get to you. You don't have to let things get in you. You don't have to let things get, as they say, under your skin. You don't have to let them agitate you. You don't have to be upset about anything. You can guard your heart and mind with the peace of God in Christ Jesus, and it will prevent a hostile invasion of the enemy. But you have something to say about it. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6 where he said stop worrying about tomorrow stop worrying about what you're going to eat stop worrying about what you're going to wear he said take no anxious thought saying people around you know what's on your mind it's not a secret did you realize that people around you are very aware of what you're thinking about People around you are very aware of what's in your heart. Why? Because it's coming out of your mouth, man, all the time. I know, folks, I'm thinking of a a couple of different guys. Every time I get around them, I love these guys, good friends. But you know what? It's not a matter of minutes and money starts coming up. Money starts coming up. Money starts coming up. And it's a big revelation to me. I know what you're thinking about. I know what's on your mind in a big way. Here's maybe a guy I haven't seen in a year or 18 months and we barely get a good, hey, how are you out? And money starts coming up. Money's coming up. That's a big revelation. Something got in you. There's some money pressure that's starting to crowd you, throng you, press you, choke you. These are thorns and it's trying to get in you. Folks, People around you are very aware of what's going on in you because it's coming out of your mouth. Take no anxious thought, Jesus said, saying. That's how worry gets in you. It comes, and when you start thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it, pretty soon you're going to find that you have started talking about it, talking about it, talking about it, talking about it, and guess what? It's in you. It's in you. Now, here's the big revelation. Here's the major truth right here, and I'll be done. Most likely. (laughs) What you talk about, you magnify. Do you know this? 
What you talk about, you magnify. What you give voice to, you magnify. Now, if I were to ask you what happens when you magnify something, what would you tell me? It, it what? Gets bigger. See, I knew you were going to say that. But is that really what happens? If I take a magnifying glass and I put that glass on the words on this page, do these words actually change size? Do they actually get bigger? No, they just get bigger to me. They just get bigger in my eyes. I've not actually changed their size. And see, whatever you're talking about, husbands, wives, this thing that just keeps coming up and coming up and coming up and coming up and you have talked about it to the point where now you're fussing about it and you're fussing about it to the point where now you're arguing about it. Why are we arguing? I don't know. I agree with you. I agree with you too. But it's just pressing on you and pressuring you and it's financial or it's marital or it has to do with the kids and man, it just is nagging and gnawing at you. And the more you talk about it, the more you talk about it, the more you talk about it, the more you magnify it. Now here's the deal. You're not actually changing its size. And the truth is, size is perspective. And you take that thing that seems so big to you and you put it up next to God, it ain't big at all, is it? But the more you talk about it, the bigger it gets to you. The bigger it gets in your eyes. It's not changing size. It's the same dumb, small, nothing thing it's always been. But because you kept giving voice to it day in, day out, day after day after day, laying there on the bed at night when you should be resting, enjoying your sleep, you're talking to each other, worried about this thing. You get just a little bit of sleep and you're tormented in your rest and you wake up the next morning and you think, why am I so tired? It's because that thing's been eating at you all night long and you wake up giving voice to it, giving voice to it, giving voice to it, and it has grown so big in your eyes that you look and it's all you can see. You can magnify something so big that it totally takes up your entire field of vision and you can see nothing else. And that's what people are doing. That's Satan's trick through care, worry, and anxiety to get you talking about this so big, so much that it gets so big in your eyes. But why do you think the psalmist said, hey, come magnify the Lord with me. Come on, let us. This is group activity. This is care casting party time. We're going to not talk about the problem. We're going to talk about the answer. We're not going to talk about what we lack. We're going to talk about what we have in him. We're not going to talk about how we feel. We're going to talk about what the word says about it. And we're going to magnify Jesus. Now listen, you magnify the Lord, but you are not changing his size. He is as big as big gets. He is, he is definitively big, but he can and should and must bless God get bigger in our eyes than he has been till this point right now and you can come to the point where you just talk about Jesus 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 and the work that he did and what he's accomplished and I may not know a way out of this but I do know that Jesus saved me Jesus healed me Jesus delivered me and he did it then and he'll do it now and you start magnifying Jesus to the point where he's all you can see 
What he said in his word is all you can see. And the peace of God is going to rise up on the inside of you. And when the care comes tomorrow morning over that money problem, over that kid problem, over that job problem, the peace of God is going to rise up and say, ah, not in here. You're not coming in here. Glory to God. This is how you cast the care. You magnify what you talk about. So instead of talking the need the whole time, talk the provider. Magnify the Lord till he's all you can see. I told you man wears his achievements like a crown. And yet Jesus called all those things thorns. And he made a crown out of those thorns. Did he not? It nearly moves me to tears every time I think about what we wear in pride. What we wear in an effort for ourselves to look at it and pat ourselves on the back or maybe somebody else will see and give us some glory, give us some acknowledgement. Look what I've done. Look what I've accomplished. Look, look at this crowning achievement. And Jesus said, yeah, it's a crown. It was my crown of thorns. But I very willingly took it for you. And he said, I'll make you a trade. I'll take your crown of thorns and I will crown you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Wear this instead. Wear my goodness. Wear my faithfulness. Wear my mercy and my loving kindness towards you. Let that be the crowning achievement, if you will, of your life. And if they say anything to you or anything about you, let it be. He knew Jesus and he wore him well. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Would you stand on your feet with me tonight? I know I've kept you a long time. But I believe there were some things that the Lord needed us to get straight, to get right. I know some of it's sober, but hey, don't forget, this is a party, man. We're getting free. This is how you get free of this stuff. This is how you get free of it. You've got to make the trade. You've got to change what you're thinking about. Your mind is your mind and you can think on what you choose to think on. So make a change. When worried thoughts come, say it out loud. That's not my thought. Last night, I stood right there on that front row while worship was going on. And this thought came to me with force about my son being hurt or in trouble, or in pain. And you know, that comes to me every now and then as a parent, just the same way it does you. But I know enough now to do 
what I did last night. While we're standing there worshiping, I turn around, I grab my Bible, I open it up to the 91st Psalm, and I say out loud, my son dwells in the secret place of the Most High. My son abides under the shadow of the Almighty. No evil or calamity will come near his dwelling. Angels have been given charge over him, and they pick him up. And I declare out loud right now, my son Justice will live a long, 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 long life on this earth. He will fulfill his days. He will run his race. He'll not be cut short. What am I doing? I'm casting all my care about my son, my daughter, onto the Lord. Now, what most people do when that thought comes, your son's in trouble. He's going to be hurt. He's going to get killed. He's going to rob you of his life. You know what most people do? They get afraid and they think on that and think on that and think on that. And it starts to choke them. And now they can't even release voice to the word of God. And they're immobilized, pressed, thronged by this. And they think the answer is, well, I just need to keep him safe with me. No, 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 you can't go there. We can't go. No, 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 you can't go out. No, you're staying home with daddy. You're staying home with mommy. Fear, fear, fear. Thinking that you are the great protector And as long as they're there with you, they're okay. Wrong. That's not good parenting. Good parenting is, Father, I trust you with my babies. That's good parenting. Thank you, Lord. Can I pray for you tonight? Father, in Jesus' name, I pray over your people. I come into agreement with them and all of us come into agreement with each other concerning the word that we've heard tonight. And in Jesus' name, we cast all our care onto you knowing that you care for us. Jesus, you are our caretaker. We put ourselves in your hand and we yield not any longer to worry, stress, anxiety, or care, but we yield to the peace of God. We choose to think on things that are lovely, things that are virtuous, things that have a good report, things that are holy. Our mind is our mind, and we choose to think on your word. I want you to say this out loud right now. Say, in Jesus' name, name, I cast all my care care onto the Lord Jesus, Jesus. knowing Knowing how much he cares for me. And I am rooted and I am grounded in the love of God. I comprehend. I have a working knowledge of the length, the depth, the height, the breadth. And I know the love of Christ. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me deeply. He loves me passionately. And I love him. And I am not afraid. I will not draw back. I won't let care, worry, stress, anxiety. I will not allow it to choke me. It will no longer immobilize me. I'm free. In Jesus' name, I'm free. I give voice to the Word of God. And I walk by faith. Faith in His Word. And I'm free.
I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. Come on, shout it. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith. 